Hey everybody, this is John. And this is Jamie. You're listening to the Boston University Podcast. So we probably sound a little different today. At least I hope so. This is our first session with new microphones and some new software. So hopefully the quality is a lot better than the previous episode. So if you like the new change with how we're sounding, let us know if things need to be a little different, a little louder, you know, anything that you need us to change, you guys let us know, keep us updated. Um, But I can't say I don't feel super fancy with these microphones. So you're in a bit of a rush this morning. Yes, I am. Where are you headed to? So today, Oakley and I are going to one of his favorite places and mine as well. It's a uh, rehab place in Eatontown. People go there to, you know, get better from drugs or alcohol. They are there for at least 90 days. Most of them have pets. Um, They, you know, don't have their cell phones. They don't have laptops or computers or anything to really keep in touch with anybody that they're close with. So it is really tough on them. The most they have is pictures to look at and a couple of books. Um, to keep themselves busy. So especially for the people who have animals and they are home, you know, without them, um, this is really great for those people that are really trying really hard to get themselves clean. Um, Oakley loves it. He goes in, everybody knows his name. It's like cheers in that place. Um, and you know, last week there was a girl who was literally on the floor spooning him. He just has such a good time there and you can see the difference it makes. I mean, when we go to read to dog, Um, It's very different because it's with, you know, little kids and they're reading books and they're, you know, they're struggling with that, but they love to see the dogs, but it's just a different environment at the rehab. Um, You know, most of these are adults and they're just trying so hard to fight for this one thing that's very important to them. And Oakley and the other dogs that go there literally get them through that day. And it's tough. There There are obviously days that are harder for them. But you can see the light in their eyes when the dogs walk in. So I think that's a it's a great program. I wish we could go every day, but that's just not it's just not feasible. <laughs> no, but I did go with you uh, two or three weeks ago, yeah. and you could just see what a difference it is. And you could see Oakley just he gets in his own. He he does what he's supposed to do. It's like he knows. He thinks it's home. He gets on the couch. And you guys come home and you're all jazzed. So. Yeah, it's a great time. I like Tuesdays. <laughs> At least every other Tuesday. Yes. Let's update everybody on... Oh, did we ever tell them that Opal had a problem? You make it sound so bad. No, did we? <laughs> I don't think so, no. Okay, so talked about why does your dog eat poop on the last Q&A. Yes. And uh, I don't think we ever came clean to everybody and admitted that Opal has a problem with eating Oakley's poop. We have a poop eater. Have a poop eater. Or hopefully... Not anymore. Had a poop eater. <laughs> yes. Um, she was eating his poop daily yeah whenever she had the chance i mean he would she would stalk him she she would know when he was gonna go because she'd be right there and he would hold his poop for days because he just didn't like to be objectified like that (laughs) he's sensitive last time we talked about poop eating we said that dietary thing it could be boredom immaturity Mm -hmm. so we went two routes we assumed that probably maybe it's a to fill a dietary need and we increased opal's food intake by what i thought was a quarter (laughs) quarter cup a day and end up being or no I thought it was a half a cup a day but you've been giving her an extra cup yeah well I've been giving an extra full uh no I've been giving an extra half cup every time yes yeah so so a full cup each day of intake and then whenever I was doing the feeding she went up half a cup (laughs) and then we picked up these like 
chewable tablets are called solid gold. Mm-hmm. Where do we see that? Chewy? Amazon. On Amazon. Oh wait, was it Chewy? It might have been Chewy. Might have been Chewy. I think it was you might have got a you got a sponsored ad. I got a Chewy ad. <laughs> they must have heard us talking. And it's peppermint oil and parsley oil and these little chews. John thinks they smell gross, but I think they smell good. They kind of like at first you get a hint of like Christmas and candy canes from the peppermint, and then. Almost immediately, it switches to like this earthy smell, like like, like fish food, like the beta flakes. <laughs> it does kind of smell like that. Not so bad, but it's, that's been about three weeks that we've changed that protocol, and I think we're about how long now? It's been at least two weeks. I haven't, I haven't found her. We might be in the clear. It's um, been two weeks that she hasn't walked in with a brown smile. And, bits and of her ears booth. back because she knows she's not supposed to do it. Immediately knows. You open the door to let her back inside and she's like just cowering. You even just say her name and she's like, oh crap, they they see me. <laughs> uh, for anybody that doesn't remember, Opal is blind. So it makes things a little bit more difficult slash funny with this type of situation. It's always something. Yes. Um, since we have three dogs, we pick up the poop daily. So Oakley is not a huge pooper. So he poops maybe once a day. Um, Opal is like five to six times a day. She's crazy. Beast. And Pudge, the same thing. She poops like once a day. So it's mostly Opal's poop because she's blind. She pretty much poops like in the line of where we walk to get out of the yard. But Oakley always goes to the side. So I always know where his is. And I think the, was it two days ago? I actually picked up two full loads of his, which is like unheard of. I can't remember the last time that there were two separate loads of his like sitting there. And they were, they looked untouched, which if this was like a month ago, like half of that would have been gone because she would have ate it. So the fact that both loads were there and there was no bite marks, I was kind of shocked. I was like, wait. And I came inside and I asked John, I said, have you caught her at all? And he was like, no, I haven't. And you know, it's, it's kind of (laughs) nice. I gotta be honest. I'm a little uncomfortable at your usage of the word loads. Sorry. How else do you want me to say it? Piles. Loads and piles. Come on. He's huge. He's 85 pounds. It's pretty much a load. <laughs> Your own dad said that he pulled his back out picking up a load of his. <laughs> makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> he seems fine with it. Yeah. So hopefully we are out of the woods. Yes. Although very funny. Um, last night when we were discussing what our topics were today, we were talking about how we were going to discuss this and Oakley was looking at us like all embarrassed, like you are not going to talk about my poop on the air. He seems to come to terms with it. And he's, he's sleeping, now. sleeping now. He's on the couch. So if you have a dog that is suffering from this, uh, we did two things at once. So we don't really know what exactly it is that is helping her. I'm assuming it's a combo of having more, because she is a puppy. So she's, she's only eight months. So she still is growing. So that's a great indication that that might be the problem that she wasn't getting enough food, but the solid gold or, I mean, I'm sure there's other products out there that do the same. Uh, This is just one that we found and, and it seems to be working. So if you have a dog that is suffering from this, there are a bunch of options that you can take to kind of naturally see what's going on because Opal knew that she wasn't supposed to do it, but she couldn't stop. So now that we kind of figured out, you know, we haven't really pinpointed, but, you know, we know it was one of the two things. Hopefully now that if it, if it was the pills, she's never going to go near, near his poop again because she thinks it tastes different. Right. That's, um, I don't think we clarified that. Yes. The pills, because the peppermint oil and the parsley oil, I guess it works its way through the system and makes the poops taste very bitter and disgusting. I wonder if she liked his poop more because he's on medication. She never goes for her own poop or Pudge's poop. That comes out as pee more than his poop. I don't know. I don't know either. Uh, 
don't want to know. <laughs> I just wanted to stop. Yes. Or it could be the fact that she needed more food, that she needed more nutrients. So um, whatever the case may be, we're just happy that it has stopped and we're hoping that it won't start up again. So fingers crossed for all of us. So one other thing that John and I were discussing, because um, these two products are out and uh, we've noticed that Opal's been a little bit you know, crazy lately. She needs more enrichment. So we were discussing, you know, which is better, the Starmark Bobolot or the Kong Wobbler. Now, I do suggest both to my clients. Um, now, John and I are just going to discuss the differences. So whatever fits your dog, you can use better. Um, go ahead, John. Yeah. So if you're not familiar with the Bobolot, it kind of looks like a fishing the bobber on a fishing lure right. the red and white bobber no, yeah. it goes on your fishing line oh you're right you're right you're right and but it's purple and green and it's a lot like the kong wobbler in the sense that you load it up with kibble or treats and they need to kind of challenge it to make as far as the bobolot's concerned you have to challenge it quite a bit to make one or two kibbles fall out well, doesn't it have like adjustable things on it so you can make it more difficult? Yes, it, it's got adjustable difficulty and you could change the size of the holes and everything like that. So you can make them really work for it or you can make it fairly easy. But I don't believe it adjusts to be easier than the Kong Wobbler. Okay, yes. Which is not adjustable. Yes, no, the Kong Wobbler is not adjustable. It is like a one one trick pony. For anybody that doesn't know, the Kong Wobbler basically looks like a Kong. It's just a lot bigger. Um, it's a very hard plastic. You screw the bottom off. The bottom is weighted with sand. And then you flip the top over. You can put your treats in there and then screw back on or your meal. Sorry, not just treats. And you just put it on the floor and the dog has to use its nose. They obviously see the hole. Um, they can put their nose in there, obviously smell their food. And then they, they want to like wobble it. So they'll hit it a bunch of times. It's it definitely keeps them busy. I mean, it could keep Opal busy for like 45 minutes, um, which is wonderful. Some dogs, now this is the reason why we're discuss discussing this, because some dogs are super smart and they totally understand that, I mean, this is a shout out for Linda and her dog Opie. She told me that when she got a Kong Wobbler, he, he's so intelligent, like he, and he's lazy. So like he really will do anything to not work for something, but get the treat in general. So he went into a corner with the Kong Wobbler and literally just beat the crap out of it into the wall. So all the food came out like instantly, like he was just like hitting it like a, like a, like a boxer would on a bag and then ate the food after they were all out. Um, so like that, that's no enrichment, you know, he didn't really have to work for that too hard. So that defeats the purpose. But I think a, a bob a lot would be better for him because of the difficulty in it. And it's not set up the same as a Kong wobbler. You know, it's, it's not, um, the same shape, definitely a little different. And the holes are her different sizes. I think he'd have to work a little bit harder with that one. So I think it depends on what your dog needs and what, what the purpose is for. Yeah, definitely. But it is important to note that the Bobolot, the Starmark Bobolot is not as durable as the Kong Wobbler. Yes. So if you have like a super chewer, it's probably not going to last very long. They're probably just going to resort to chewing the top off and getting the treats out that way. I think Opie did as well. On what, the Wobbler? I think so. I can't remember the full story, but I think he definitely went ham on that. He's, he's a specific kind of dog. Yes, so that is very true. Um, they are definitely not as durable. Kong Wobbler is pretty good though. Like Opal... Because she's blind, she uses her teeth a lot. Um, and you can see 
hers and the top definitely has like marks in it but it's in pretty good shape like there's no way that she's going to be damaging that like legitimately anytime soon no but we do utilize the wobblers to like we'll do a whole feeding Mm -hmm. she'll get her whole cup and a quarter to cup and a half (laughs) of kibble in her wobbler and you know if we just need her away we're doing something we can't have her out bumping into everything Uh, we'll put her in oakley's bigger crate and let her just eat a whole meal in there and takes her you know, half an hour. Yeah, at least. But I don't think you could do that with the bob a lot. I think it would just, they would just probably give up before they got their whole meal. Yeah, depending on how, how difficult you had the settings. I think you'd have to figure it out for your dog. It's not just like a set and let go type thing. You'd have to kind of monitor them in the beginning to see how it's going for them. I'm going to add these to the recommended page. Oh, okay. So if you are interested, want to see what they look like, Want to get one for your dog? It's the two. What would you call? They're in, um. They're work to eat puzzles. Work, work, work to, to eat, eat toys. Yeah. yeah. They're the two work to eat toys that we recommend. So they're going to be at PostonUniversity.com forward slash recommended. I'll put that in the show notes. It's the Kong Wobbler, which is red, and the Starmark Bobolot, which is purple and green. Yep. There's a couple other great products on there that you guys can take a look at. A bunch of stuff that we've already talked about. Solid gold. Yeah. And we're not 100% sure if that's what did it. Hey, just even 50% is pretty good. So, <laughs> and it's pretty cheap. So Yeah, it, it wasn't too bad. It's, you know, difficult for us. And I wouldn't say difficult, just a little. It's a, it's kind of funny. But um, Oakley is 85 pounds. So because of his weight, he needs to have more of, they're not pills, they're chews. Um, he needs to have more of the chews. He has to have three every single day, which is just really funny to me because it's just... It's just so his sister doesn't it's eat his poop. It's not even his problem. It's not even his fault. <laughs> it's just really funny. He doesn't seem to mind, though. The, I think he likes the chews. Well, I don't. I think they smell terrible, and I want them out of my house. Well, I'm glad that it's not you that has to eat them. Maybe Opal needs to suffer. No. <laughs> it's not fair to Oakley. He likes them. He <sighs> thinks he's getting, like, another treat over everybody else. He's just so sweet. <laughs> he's really not a smart dog. He's... He's... He's got a he's good in, heart. He's intelligent, but he's not smart. I love him, though. I know. He's the Everybody biggest, loves him. Everybody. I've never met a dog. Uh, I've never met a dog. I've never met a person that didn't love Oakley. Remember, Crystal came over Sunday. Our friend Crystal from Foster's Future. Yep. We were talking about a couple things, and uh, Oakley literally just melted on her for hours. Well, then she tr- she t- took out her phone to show us something, and he would not allow it. He was it out. knocking her phone out of her hand, putting his whole body weight on her chest. I mean, it was, and I'm like sitting there, I'm like, Oakley, come on. And he, he's like, no, no, mom, I got this. Like, like we're in the mission together. And, uh, she loved it. She was like, oh my God, my dogs are going to have so many questions when I get home. And so cute. He, he really is such a good boy. Speaking of good boys. Yeah. Let's talk about special needs dogs. And, uh, I don't want to go into too much detail, but we did get a phone call from a close friend and they're concerned about the health of their dog. Their dog's health is declining and they're going to be, if they're not already, they're going to be a special needs dog. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot like Opal. Well, blind. She, she's 15. She lost one eye. Um, they actually took it out, removed it, and then they just figured out that the other eye that she still has, you know, is completely detached now and she is technically blind. Um, which is difficult because she could see at one time. I think there is a difference between dogs that are born blind and dogs that go blind later Mm -hmm. in life. It's definitely more complicated for the dogs that have seen and now can't. Um, It doesn't help either that she is 15. 
because her hearing is also going. So it's hard for them to help her when they're not right next to her or holding her. Um, thankfully she's smaller. So I think that helps them a little bit. Um, but you know, he, he gave us a call and just wanted to know, like his question was how difficult is it to, to care for a blind dog? And honestly, if anybody else asked me this question, I'd say it's not hard at all. I mean, we did it with two other dogs and let's put it this way. Oakley wasn't where he is now. He definitely still had more issues with his separation anxiety when we got Opal. So we were taking on a lot in our minds, but in reality, I think she was probably the easiest puppy I ever raised. She was the easiest and she's still the easiest out of the three of them day to day. Yeah. I mean, when she gets in trouble. You set it and forget it. Yeah. (laughs) Don't sue me, Slap Chop or whoever has that slogan. (laughs) When, um... When she gets in trouble, it's not like she's chewing on furniture or, you know, she has a few accidents here and there. I mean, she had one this past week, but she hasn't had one in like a month. So like, I think that was just on us. Like she had to go. I think it was raining and we just didn't let her out. Um, Like when she gets in trouble, it's not, you know, because she's being a bad dog. It's just because she's just being a being a puppy, you know, for the most part, like just like silly things. Oh, here she comes. What are you doing? You being blind? <laughs> down with mommy good girl lay down she's so cute she any anytime she hears her name she's like oh me do you need me the whole crew's waking up now no well, oakley's still asleep <laughs> but yeah i i can't imagine our lives without opal and not adopting her at first we were like man we're really gonna take on a third dog we just got a house our business is keeping us very busy so many people tried to talk us out of it yeah but we did it anyway because She's so damn cute. So cute. I mean, when her foster mom handed her to me, when we did a transport down south, I mean, I looked at John and he was like, oh, crap. (laughs) I think we've told him the story like 10 times. I know, but it's so cute. So there's two ways that you can end up with a special needs dog. You go to the shelter and you find one and you adopt it. Or your dog, through some type of medical emergency, old age, eventually becomes special needs. And it's really not that bad. I know it's people are like, oh, I don't want to take on the extra responsibility. It's not a whole lot of extra responsibility. And if it's your dog and it's old age and you owe it to them. Oh, absolutely. We have we have a bunch of people that will surrender dogs to the shelter due to medical issues, you know, and they've been with them since they were a puppy. But then it's like, oh, the one second that, you know, something goes wrong with the dog, like most people can't handle it anymore, which is disheartening for me because it's like dogs are there for you for everything you need in a second they need something most people toss aside. So, um, do you remember that one dog? Was her name Molly the Hound? It was like a Basset Hound mix? Yeah. At the shelter who um, got surrendered because she kept peeing in the house, mm-hmm. but she was going into like renal failure. Yeah. So she was peeing because she was in renal failure. Yeah. And they surrendered her and anyway. They surrendered her and then. Instead of like taking precautions, like leaving her in a crate or a bigger crate that she can, you know, urinate in if she needs to. Or putting a diaper on her. I mean, there's so many different things that you can do to help dogs, like in but that type of situation. Like what? Like a week and a half into being in the shelter, she passed away. Yeah, like she passed away by herself in in her dig. Yeah, it's really when sad. No one was there. Really sad. Um, so you know, if you do have a dog that gets sick, like it's okay. There are so many different precautions that you can take um, to help them and keep them with you. And you know, that's where they want to be. They don't want to be anywhere else. They don't want to be scared before they die. In, in terms of Opal, I mean, she was born blind. She doesn't know anything different. So a lot of people, 
said to me and John, oh my God, bless you guys. You guys did something so amazing. And like, they don't even realize that like, she did something amazing for us and it's we didn't really have to do much like most people won't do it because they're like oh no I can't deal with with that you know with with them being like that's gonna make me too sad but why are you sad (laughs) you're not the blind one you're not the one that's deaf you know what I mean so it's like take yourself out of the situation and look at it for what it is um she is blind. She was born this way. She thinks everyone's blind. She doesn't think anything mm-hmm. is different. She doesn't know any better. So it, it's definitely different for dogs that go blind because they know what it was to once see. But I mean, Opal's like happy as a clam. She's the happiest dog I've ever seen. Yeah, she is. And she's so confident. She's so go with the flow. Like she hits into something and she just keeps on trucking. She doesn't cry. She doesn't whine. She just keeps on going. It's amazing to see. Not saying that all blind dogs are going to be this way when they're born from, you know, they're they're born like that. But, you know, she definitely, she definitely just takes life with stride. But she did. It's my understanding that she started out like some anxiety. Yes. Some fear. Um, Her foster mom wrote us like when we adopted her a three page letter she came with. Um basically saying everything about this dog and like everything she's been through and that you know because she's special needs and 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 the scare is you know you're you're you foster a special needs dog and then you send them on their way to hopefully find their forever home there is always that underlying scare of like this dog may be euthanized down the line if nobody wants her um and she wrote clearly in the letter if nobody adopts her and you don't want her please bring her to me. I, I will, I will take care of her, um, which brought tears to my eyes. And I'm going to cry again because it's just so sweet that somebody took care of her before she was ready for us. And we are friends with her foster mom on Facebook and she is just wonderful. She's just consistently doing foster work down in South Carolina and she's a wonderful person. But she did state in the letter that, you know, the first three weeks that she had Opal, like she wouldn't leave her bed. Like she was scared. Um, she was definitely like, what's going on? And I don't, I can't remember if she fostered her with one of her siblings or not. I don't think, I think she was alone. It was just her. Yeah. So, um, you know, not having mom at that age, like you, especially being blind, like you're not sure of yourself. So, you know, little by little, um, her foster mom was able to get her off the bed and just get her to start playing. And she says one of her favorite things towards the end was playing with toys and uh let me tell you that was not a lie i mean if you look at our house right now we literally picked up all the toys yesterday and we keep them in three small boxes underneath the coffee table opal will literally take her paws and pull all the boxes out and just throw all the toys all over the room i'm looking at one box in the corner of the room on its side with the toys spilled out of yes she it's like she knows and she's not satisfied until every single toy is strewn about and if you clean it, she knows. She could be asleep in the other room. She comes in, who nope. cleaned my mess? Too clean in here. Need to fix it. She loves toys. Yes. And she loves to make a mess. And she does that cute thing. She walks around with mm-hmm. uh, with a toy in her mouth. And if she, when she's excited, she goes, ooh. <laughs> Especially if someone comes in and they're not like immediately paying attention to her because we do have two other dogs. So like sometimes like she's not the first dog that you go to depending on if Oakley's feeling really needy that day. Um, so she'll literally walk around with a toy in her mouth because she's so excited and she's like, hello, someone look at me. And and she does the little growl. It's so adorable. Um, so honestly, like if, if the opportunity of having a special needs dog 
comes up, really, really think about taking it. I mean, if your life allows, I mean, we don't have any kids right now. We have pretty good schedules where we're home. So it really did work. And at the time when we got her, John wasn't home. So it was different. It was really, you know, difficult in the beginning just because she was a puppy, making sure she, you know, potty training. That's probably the biggest issue that we had with her, with her was potty training. But that's any puppy. I mean, you could have a normal dog and have a really hard time with potty training. I know some dogs that come to me for training and they're like almost over a year and they're still having accidents in the house. Um, so it really does depend on the dog that you get. So, And we're always here as a resource if you do decide to take on a challenging case you could always reach out to us we can do our best to help you even if you're across the country and there's a couple people in california that listen to this podcast all the time yes i check the statistics and there's always some of the first listens are from california which i find really interesting because we're in new jersey and the service we provide locally on a dog training level is just in monmouth county and then sometimes we spread out north or south yes but you gotta go i do so you take it away tell them your exciting news i'm gonna wrap up this podcast with some exciting news so i have a little bit of background in graphic design and i create all of our content for everything that's possible possum university possum walks the possum university podcast all of our youtube channels So I use my graphic design background to create some, what I think are really cool t-shirt designs that we're going to sell and they will be available September 1st through the Possum store. More specifically, the possum.shop. Doesn't work now, but after September 1st, 2019, the possum.shop, that's instead of .com, you're doing .shop, the possum.shop, you'll be able to find a whole bunch of really cool dog tees and hoodies and whatever else we decide to add to that website. But right now we're just doing clothing. We'll have women's, men's. September's going to be a bunch of really cool fall designs. One of the my favorite ones is a dog sleeping in a pumpkin patch. And it says current mood. Another one of my favorite designs is the one that's the Lead Dog Coffee Company vintage label. It's available on a t-shirt and on hoodies. And it's actually a bit of an Easter egg. It's actually possibly foreshadowing one of my next projects. So definitely check that one out when it's out. And we have our parody of the NASA logo. The Amazon logo, the Arm and Hammer, which is remaked into Spay and Neuter, and so many more. So after September 1st, we'll post it. I'm sure we will post it everywhere. Make sure you check out the possum.shop and uh, let me know what you think. So that covers everything we need to talk about today. I'm going to go ahead and wrap up this podcast episode. Jamie just left for pet therapy with Oakley. They're off to Seacrest to help some people out who are uh, looking to help themselves and get their lives back on track. So they're doing some really important stuff. It's really cool. And uh, hopefully we can do that under the possum namesake soon and we can help out more people without a bunch of red tape so that's what we're hoping for i'm gonna go ahead and wrap this podcast up thank you so much as usual if you haven't please subscribe to the podcast and if you're feeling extra generous today please please share this podcast with someone that you think would really enjoy it or share it right to your facebook it's really difficult getting our content out there especially podcasts when we can't post to instagram because we don't have enough instagram followers to attach a link to our posts and facebook's our only option and then facebook kind of sorts out what it wants to show people so word of mouth and direct shares are the best way to spread our information out there so please if you're feeling generous today go ahead and share subscribe leave us a five-star review if you enjoyed what you're listening to if you enjoyed the new quality of the podcast if you think it sounds a lot better than it did before 
let us know because we work on that feedback and it helps us a lot. So that's all we have for this episode. Like I said, hopefully we'll be able to get a bonus one out later in the week. But until then, class dismissed.